Hey everybody, it's Steve from IED Sports. Tonight I am recapping the news and notes of the week, taking a look at the high-performance players of the week, looking at those flat tires who didn't get the job done, and then looking at, ahead for the Thursday night football game. Thanks for joining me. This is IED Sports. Alrighty, so uh, you know what? Let's just hop right into it. There's a lot of news to get to, so let's get to our sports traffic report. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. Like I said, we got a lot to talk to, so I'm just going to hop right into it. First off, Adrian Peterson, he signed with the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. Um, he'll, he'll be activated, you know, with players like Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, and Rashad Penning not getting it done. Obviously, they needed to bring in some reinforcements. Um, Daniel Jones was one of the big headlines of the week as he got hurt. He has a strained neck injury. Joe Judge has said that he is basically going to be week to week. They are preparing Mike Glennon to start for this week. Antonio Brown, he will be sidelined for at least another two weeks, um, you know, with an ankle injury. So he won't be playing this week. Um, and chances are he's he's also not going to be playing week 14. We'll see. Um, 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel is out one to two weeks with a groin strain. Darren Waller is considered week to week with a knee injury. Swift is sidelined one to two weeks with a sprained shoulder. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is out for the rest of the season um, going on season ending IR. And Dalvin Cook suffer, uh, suffered a dislocated shoulder and may go on IR boomerang. Now, obviously, the big news there is uh, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey on season-ending IR. Uh, that is a big blow to the Panthers, considering considering um, Cam Newton was back, DJ Moore was back healthy, and Christian McCaffrey had just come back healthy. People people were surprised by the news that he's going on season-ending IR, but you know, it, it, it just it's just one of those things. Um, let's, let's go ahead and hop right into our high performance players of the week. Your I-80 sports high performance players of the week. All right, so I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm just gonna go down the top three of each position. A, uh, you know, we'll we'll start with the quarterbacks and running backs. So with our quarterbacks, um, our we had Josh Allen, twenty eight, uh, twenty three of twenty eight for two hundred sixty and four touchdowns against the uh, against the Saints, twenty eight point seven points. You had Aaron Rodgers and, and Dak Prescott coming in second and third place with twenty six point two eight and twenty five point three points respectively and with the running backs the leader this week was leonard fournette um 17 carries 100 yards four total touchdowns he had, he was two of uh he, he had 60 yards receiving i believe um and 40.6 points that was the highest score of the week um joe mixon was uh, joe mixon came in a came in second place you know, with that, with 165 yards and two touchdowns against the Steelers. And then Cordella Patterson back to his ways. 
Um, he had 16 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Let's get to the wide receiver um, high performance of the week. Our biggest one, obviously, was Jalen Waddle, uh, 24.2 points. Um, Thielen, again, with another, he's just continuing to be a touchdown magnet. Um, two touchdowns, 20.70 points. And Kendrick Bourne of the Patriots, um, five of six, 61 yards, two touchdowns, 20.6 points, just a, just a tenth of a point behind um, Thielen there. And then your tight ends, no, no one cracked 20 this week. Jack Doyle um, was your leader. He had uh, he was he was six of seven for eighty one yards and a touchdown, seventeen point one points. Dawson Knox three of three, thirty two yards and two touchdowns, sixteen point seven. And then Gronk, no touchdowns, but he had seven receptions for one hundred and twenty three yards, good for fifteen point eight points. Um, it, and for the quarterbacks, it was nice to see um, Josh Allen, the, the stallion, get back to his winning ways against a pretty good Saints defense who picked him off twice. Um, it, you know, if he didn't have the if he didn't have those two interceptions, that twenty eight point seven goes up to thirty eight point seven. You know, and that and that gives him a much better week, uh, you know, outlook on his week. But he'll now be facing the New England Patriots Monday night at, for the lead in the AFC East. So that will be a great cap uh, for for week 13. Um, you have the running backs for uh, for running backs. I, you know, in the Tampa Indy game, everyone was expecting the Jonathan Taylor show. And while he performed well, he had 17.7 fantasy points, which is not too shabby. It was Leonard Fournette who got it done with four total touchdowns. For the wide receiver, it, for the wide receivers, my, I mean, I'm really liking that rookie Jalen Waddle is showing up in Miami. He's been pretty good overall this season, and I hope that it can keep on going. Uh, Miami does not have a terribly tough stretch when it comes to the wide receivers, so I expect some good matchups there. And for the tight ends, you know, it was just nice seeing Gronk come back for their teams. Uh, both Knox and Gronk coming back for their teams, giving Brady and Allen just that another weapon to exploit the defense with. Um, and with Waller now, you know, dealing with all these injuries, I mean, it's a race for the number two tight end spot because Kelsey's going to claim it. But with Waller down, you know, it, you know, Gronk, Knox, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Pratt. Pat Fryermuth, all these Mike Isecki, all these tight ends, they are in line to um, really go after that number two spot, depending on how bad Waller's injury is. All right, now let's go ahead and get to the flat tires of the week. The highway is full of letdowns and disappointments. Here's our flat tire picks. Oh man, there are there were quite a few letdowns. I I I just highlighted some of the big ones um, from each position. So first off, you had Jalen Hurts, nine point eight six fantasy points. I mean, come on, my dude. You know you just you know he's been performing all year, and then and then he just this was this was arguably his worst fantasy output all season. Uh, let me I can go ahead and double check, uh, but you know. Cam Newton, he was a, he was in second, uh, you know, with that eight point one eight points. I mean, come on, again, that was that was just oh, 
against the against the Miami team that has uh, just been a sift, and he got picked off so many times that they had to put in PJ Walker. And going back to Jalen Hurts, the uh, the only other bad game that Jalen Hurts had was when he had eleven point two two points in Week Eight. So this was his for this was so this nine point eight six was his worst fantasy output. Then looking at the looking at the running backs, uh, rookie Najee Harris. I mean, we you gotta you gotta point it out. He had a bad week. Um, he had five point two points. That actually is his worst fantasy output since week one, when he had five point four points. So Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, four point nine points. Ooh, that was that was a big letdown for Nick Chubb there uh, against a Baltimore Ravens defense who wa- who would have been susceptible to the run. Um, Aaron Jones, you know, I, I, we all know that he was battling to come back, but he has this week of rest. We'll see what happens. You know, AJ Dillon was the better of the two running backs again. Wide receiver Jamar Chase, you know, I had said in the in my DFS show that he was a risk. I, I mean, that he was a play. Sorry, that he was a buy for that week. And looking in the rearview mirror, that was bad. That was a bad call because they did not want Jamar Chase going. But T. Higgins got going anyway. So you know, um, while Jamar Chase's loss was T. Higgins' game. Uh, Mike Evans, that was another um, buy of mine that I had for for this week because we didn't know what was going uh, um, with his ankle. No, I'm sorry, I had him as a risk, so that was a good call. Um, if if anybody took my advice and not started Mike Evans because I did have him as a risk because of that ankle injury, and then DK Metcalf. I mean, the Seattle offense just. Oh, even on that last drive, they were just yuck. Uh, you know, and DK Metcalf had four targets in the game, all of them in the second half, and his only catch came on the final drive. That that would that is incredibly disappointing. And and just for good measure, I threw in Mike Kosecki because Mike Kosecki has been reliably consistent this year at the at the tight end position. And and that was a and um three point two points that was pretty that was a letdown considering you know how well Mike Kosecki has been doing this uh this season, so you know those are your flat tires you have your high performers let's go ahead we're gonna bring back an old drop here and let's go ahead and look ahead at the Thursday night game the I eighty Sports Toll Booth where you can find the best bets of the week. So this is gonna be a this is gonna be a little bit of the D, a little bit of a DFS preview as well as a little bit of a game pick preview here. So um, if the Thursday night game is the Cowboys at the Saints, um, Cowboys are road favorites. They're getting um, four and a half on the road. The over under is forty seven and a half. Dallas minus two ten. New Orleans plus one seventy six. Just some headlines going into this game. Taysom Hill has been named starting quarterback for the Saints. Um, it, you know, and on the Sunday live stream, it was you know we were we were talking about reports that Zeke may get some rest um, for the next couple of weeks to, for that for that knee to heal up and for them to be ready to make a playoff run with him. Um, the uh, Jerry Jones has come out and said that that's untrue, and Zeke has said that no one has approached him about it. 
So, you know, expect a full workload. But, you know, uh, yeah, w when we talk about my buys in just a minute, you'll see why I'm going to be advising against that. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the last thing is Mike McCarthy did test positive for COVID-19, so he will not coach against the Saints. Um, a, a lot of actually a lot of coaches uh, are, are going to there was a there was a small outbreak among the coaches with COVID and in um, the, in Dallas. So, you know, they're going to be down quite a few. So, you know, this, this four and a half is actually kind of a risk here, but you know what, let's do, let's do this DFS style. Let's preview some of my buys here. Um, so if you, if you're, if you're doing just a Thursday night DFS, you know, obviously the, the players are more expensive because it's a small lineup. You know, you have your you have your 1.5 bonus, and then you have your other players, and um, and so here are my absolute buys for this game. First off, Taysom Hill at seven thousand dollars, since he is, since he's that dual threat quarterback who's going to get it done with his arm and his legs. You're going to want to buy him, and I would even consider putting him in the multiplier spot, that 1.5 multiplier spot, because because you know. That uh, they're projecting him at twenty four point three eight points. So at one point five, that at one point five points, that could be a huge bonus if he performs against this Dallas defense. Um, another big buy of mine is Tony Pollard at twelve thousand dollars. Big reason for that is Tony Pollard. You know, if the if the reports are true that Zeke, you know, are true. I'll put it in air quotes that Zeke is going to get less of a workload than, you know, than Tony Pollard, you know, is an absolute value here since he can both, um, you know, receive and rush the ball and has looked pretty good doing it. Amari Cooper is expected to be back for this game. Uh, that was one headline that I left out. Amari Cooper is supposed to be back for this game, but CD Lamb is still the buy here um, at wide receiver. He's a good wide receiver. I don't, I, I you know, I expect him to be full go. I, I expect him to to want to show up against the Saints here. Alvin Kamara has practiced three practices in a row, so it looks like that he is full go as well. Although don't don't um don't discount Mark Ingram. I expect him to still get a uh, a, a healthy workload as well, especially since you know the the Saints are going to be probably with Taysom Hill at uh, quarterback. They're going to be going more run oriented. And then obviously Dak Prescott is the big buy here. You know, Dak Prescott is the, you know, he's been consistent all year. He's, he's a good quarterback. He's going to get you, he's going to get you points. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in the multiplier spot because, because of just how um, valuable Taysom Hill will be at $7,000, giving you so much more room to work with. But I would avoid, uh, if I would, if I had the avoids here, the avoids would definitely be a lot of the um, Saints pass catchers. Um, especially, especially players like Marquez Callaway and such, you know, we don't know, we don't know how the offense is going to look. We, we had a preview of how the offense was going to look with Taysom Hill last year. Um, but you know, that was with Michael Thomas in the lineup, 
you know, we'll see how Alvin Kamara looks. Will he get those short targets that he always turns into big bursts? How big will Mark Ingram's workload be? We have all we have all these questions that have to be answered, you know. And, and I, I mean, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win, but I am, but I am not confident in that pick. If I was to, if I was to put a line on this, I, I would, I would actually, honestly, I'd probably give this a three and a half uh, line, not a four and a half, because it, you know, this is this is gonna this, with, with Mike McCarthy out and a lot of the coaching staff out. That you know, this could this is going to be a closer game. The Saints defense is not a pushover. I know that they allowed Josh Allen to throw four touchdowns on them, but this has still been a pretty good defense all year. And Dallas's defense is pretty good too. So we don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna play Taysom Hill here. You know uh, how the Dallas defense is gonna play Taysom Hill if they're gonna spy and stuff like that. So I, I so I would I would definitely if you can go uh, if you can bet on alternate money lines I would go closer to the three and a half or even three um, I expect it to be that close and I would take the under here and I and you know while I think Dallas could win this game I would not be surprised if the Saints um, pulled off the pulled off the upset here. You know, and at plus one seventy six, you know, Vegas thinks seems to think that 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 is possible as well. Oh, all right. So that that is pretty much it. You know, we got a, we got a lot of the headlines out of the way. We got the top performers out of the way. We got flat tires, and we got the Thursday night preview out of the way. As always, you can find our content at iadsports.com. You know, be sure to um, like and subscribe at youtube.com slash backslash i80sports. Please give us a follow on Twitter, Bob at i80sports, and me on Twitter. You can see my handle down below at i80 underscore sports Steve. Thank you for joining me tonight. I know it's been a much, I know it's a little bit of a shorter show, but you know, it's just me. And again, thank you for tuning in and watching. This has been i80sports. <laughs>